Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Heart Business Podcast with your host, The Catholic. Uh, yes, hi. So, um, it's been a while. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still trucking along, trying to, you know, get through all of this, 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 this craziness. And, uh, it's the first time in, uh, oh, the first time in the show's history that I'm finally recording this during the daytime. I have a little bit of downtime trying to uh, get, I'll get a show in. Why not? Um, so if you hear a lot of noise around, um, that's probably, you know, just why. A busy house. Very busy house. And, um, yeah. Uh, this week, uh, of course, we're continuing on talking about them unsung heroes of horror. But uh, I do want to go off and, and, and start off with a small little tangent. Usually I always go out and talk about my life, how life is going. And uh, I'll say for right now, uh, it's just been stressful. School's been stressful. It, it's been, uh, um, yeah, no. Oh, work. Oof. Oof. I gotta, I, over the summer, I definitely gotta um, learn how to prioritize time. That's going to be my goal for this summer is learning how to prioritize and work out a schedule that could, uh, no, that'll, that'll work for me so I can get schoolwork done and, you know, normal work work done. Anyway, um, yeah, usually I go off and about that, but you know, uh, you know, um, so for my tangent, I'm just going to talk about, um, the Saw movies real quick. Because um, it's a very popular franchise. And I've been trying to watch through all the movies. And I got through Saul's 3 and 4. And um, what I realized after finishing 3. Is that I think it's all downhill from here. Because uh, that movie was not very good. The fourth one was even worse. Literally the only redeeming qualities about these movies are the uh the the, the gore it, it's just the i guess the fun traps is what i suppose is the uh the main attraction oh excuse me i'm still tired is yeah it's that's what's the main attraction of the series i suppose so i'm not exactly uh you know surprised that Story-wise, the quality the quality is um, takes a big nosedive, and uh, I suppose that's all right, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this the third one is like you know the the jigsaw killer is still going off doing their thing. Um, he's got apprentices, and uh, he uh, you know just. Continuing on. So, um... Yeah, it's just been, like, I guess, you know, silly. It, it It's a silly series of movies. Um, I'm still not really into them. I really don't like the torture stuff. It's, it's still disturbing to me. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I hate it. Ugh. But, uh, okay... Yeah, that that's en- that's enough of the tangents because my brain is getting all like you know, it, it it's it's going places and uh, yeah, 
I don't know why. I'm, I guess my brain works better at night. Oh my god, I'm just realizing this. Like, I'm kind of dozing off. I'm like, uh, <laughs> stumbling up with my words. Oh <laughs> uh, god, that's unfortunate. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, this week in the Unsung Heroes of Horror, uh, I'm gonna do a Mother's Day episode. And what better Mother's Day, uh, uh, movie than a little movie called Mother's Day? And now, this is not Mother's Day from 20, I think it was, I think it came out in 2016. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes, it, yeah, it came out in 2016, it was like a, a, a fun, like, I want to say family comedy, but it, it was one of those PG-13, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, like all those kinds of movies that have just a bunch of stars in it, and it's just a bunch of generic, cutesy, feel-good, uh, uh, um, storytelling, you know, stuff. It's like a bunch of different stories that interconnect with each other. Yada, yada, yada. That's what that was. This Mother's Day from the year 1980 was directed by Charles Kaufman. Uh, this was one of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the heydays of something called trauma. If you don't know what trauma is... Troma is this kind of universe, this whole kind of production thing uh, that was created by a uh, a group of siblings. Uh, that would be Ch- uh, Charles Kaufman, Lloyd Kaufman, and their sister. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm trying to remember her name. I'll get it in a bit. But, um... Yeah, she was just a, the, the the production designer. Charles and, and Lloyd were, like, the director, writers. Um, but to go specific on Mother's Day, uh, yeah, this was kind of their, um, their attempt at the, the, the rape revenge genre since, you know, uh, I Spit on Your Grave was so popular. And uh, I, I believe... This was also around the same time as Savage Streets, um, which I I should talk about Savage Streets. That's a good movie. I like that one. It's got like a Linda Blair in it from The Exorcist. And I'm wearing an Exorcist t-shirt right now. That's funny. Anyway, um, yeah, this was their attempt at, at the, the rape revenge genre. And uh, man, oh man, is this movie. Uh, it's interesting. I watched it on Shudder through the um uh, the the first episode of the uh of the third season of the Joe Bob Briggs uh, was it yeah uh, at the drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs I believe that's what it's called or no no it's got Joe Bob's last drive-in show that's what it's called yes um yeah yeah uh, Joe Bob Briggs if you don't know he's uh he was a horror host back in I believe the 90s or 2000s um he had his show Monster Vision on uh TNT uh look up the old episodes of Monster Vision it's 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 very 2000s uh it's it's very you know bombastic uh uh at least when it comes to like the graphics and television at that time, television was a weird, 
was in a weird place in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I only, well, I mean, I guess I can only speak for the, the, the 2000s. Uh, I, I'm television in the 90s. But the, the, the look of television in the 2000s, what I, from what I remember, a lot of weird graphics, a lot of electricity, um, a lot of just, whoa, kind of voices. Ugh. Um, yeah. Ah. Oh, the nostalgia. Anyway, uh, yeah, I watched it through uh, his, uh, his presentation. He's a horror host. Uh, he's been around in the horror game for like a long time long long time this guy's met at like anyone who's anyone that's involved with horror this guy knows him um and for this episode he did have a co-host and that was a famous uh director uh eli roth who's known for other torture movies such as uh the hostel series I believe just Hostels 1 and 2. He didn't do 3. Uh, he also directed uh, Cabin Fever, the original Cabin Fever. And, uh, oh yeah, The Green Inferno, uh, Knock Knock. And uh, I believe he's about to, co- oh yeah, uh, he directed uh, that one really good kids movie. Um, the House with a Clock in Its Walls. That movie was really cute. He uh, that that was him making a bit, uh, an actual like PG thirteen like kids horror movie and or was it PG? I can't remember which one it was, but it, it was a kids movie and it, I thought it was funny that oh the guy that made Hostel you know made this movie. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, he had uh, uh, Eli Roth co-host this because apparently Mother's Day is one of his uh, favorite movies. Um, which I think is uh, um, pretty telling when you watch movies like Cabin Fever and Hostel. Um, it's there, there. There's a lot of similarities um, that even he points out were like unintentional, but like accidental ripoffs. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh, this was a uh, an early uh, kind of early trauma movie. Uh, the other movies the the Kaufmans have made, you know, it's stuff like uh, um, the Toxic Avenger, um, which is just one of the biggest like B cult classic movies of all time. I mean, it's it's one of the only movies where you'll get to see uh, like a twelve year old boy get his head and crushed, you know, from a car. Um, the trauma movies, uh, I I should preference. I, I, I shouldn't say this off the top, are uh, made for purely shock value. They're, they're not made for anything else but to make you recoil in disgust. And uh, I think they do it very well. I think they are fairly good at uh, disturbing people uh, in certain aspects. Because most of the movies are definitely silly. They're very silly. But sometimes... Um, People could say they go too far in their jokes. I mean, they're the, they're the kinds of movies that'll be like, oh yeah, we'll get a fake baby and we'll just stab it and kill it and like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, and, and just have buckets of blood squirt out everywhere. Um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, they, they sometimes, they, they, they sometimes hit the, hit the bar. 
And, um, yeah, you know, whether you like to accept the joke or not, you know, that that's up to you. Um, I find I, I can see some form of comedy that comes from it, but it's 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 definitely tasteless. And they're aware of the tastelessness of it. Uh, they just want to capitalize on on getting a bunch of, you know, edgy teenagers to, you know, come together and watch a movie where they get to see disgusting you know, demented stuff, um, and, uh, you know, they, they have an extremely loyal fan base that also is in on the joke and in on the tastelessness, and, you know, they're, they're, I, I guess I would describe the Tromaverse, the, the Lloyd and Charles Kaufman as, um, they're like, if John Waters and Quentin Tarantino, like, had children together, like th- those would be the kids, uh, and person. I think that's a, a, an extremely, extremely accurate depiction of uh, the, the the Kaufman siblings. Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie uh, released in nineteen uh, nineteen eighty on the dot was. Um, it is about two brothers who uh, kidnap three women. And uh, brutally, like, you know, torture and rape and all that stuff. Um, Not out of their own sick enjoyment. But they do it to please one person. It's not themselves. It's not the devil. It's not God. It's their mother. Uh, Yes, their mother is an orchestrator in teaching them how to be serial killers. And, um, yeah... Yeah, it's it's bonkerbillies. Let me just say that. And uh, before I get any more into it, before I talk about like reviews and you know all the like little background informations, um, I'm gonna go to a little song break. I don't know what song I'm gonna be playing. I've kind of, you know, when it comes to trying to you know get get out these episodes, it's it's sometimes you know. I, I don't have enough time to look through things, and it sucks. But, uh, oh, God. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to be playing a song, whatever it is. I hope you enjoy. And, um, yeah, it's just hard finding songs without curse words these days. Like, it, it, <laughs> it's really hard. Anyway, thank you so much. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Horror Business Podcast with your host, The Catholic. And we're back again to talk about 1980s Mother's Day. Um, so, yes, uh, of course, yeah. we talked about the, um, the plot of Mother's Day. Um, it being, of course, quite literal. Um, I should preference by saying this is a movie that is filmed in a very interesting place. Um, if, uh, if you know anything about me, personally, my favorite slasher, my favorite slasher series, is Friday the 13th. I love these movies. I think they're hilarious. I, I really, I find value in almost all of them. Even Jason Goes to Hell. I can see glimpses of something that could have been fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that, that entire series. It, it's, it doesn't get old for me. And, uh, oh, I hope they make more Friday the 13th. Anyway, uh, this movie, uh, was, uh, well, the whole inciting incident of, of, of these, uh, three women getting kidnapped is uh, they go out camping, you know, just just as 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 a a girls' weekend out, and where they go, they go um, where uh, uh, what is what is the sign say? They call it the 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 deep barrens. Yeah, I think they call it the deep barrens. Um, and. Uh, if you don't know what, you know, the barons are, uh, there, there's a place in a state called New Jersey called the Pine Barrens. And, uh, that is, uh, basically the, uh, the, 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 it's where technically they're supposed to be, but they actually didn't film it there. They filmed it in, uh, Sussex County, uh, New Jersey, uh, they actually filmed it, uh, about across, was uh, the lake across where the original Friday the 13th was filmed, which I always thought was pretty cute. Um, yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> cause the original, um, what was it? the original Friday the 13th was, uh, filmed at, uh, it was a camp. Uh, no, was it Nobiboko? Nobiboko? Yeah. Uh, and then they were kind of, they, they filmed on the lake adjacent. The, 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 yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. They filmed it, uh, they filmed Mother's Day inside this abandoned house that was, uh, I think a murder had happened 15 years prior to filming. And they just thought, oh, this is perfect. It, yeah, it was just this run-down, terrifying, disgusting place that um, the Kaufman sister, um, she decided to, oh, let me just, like, fill it up with a bunch of weird memorabilia. Uh, so you see, like, you know, a little Burton Ernie toy inside the, the, the brother's bedroom, and they have, like, a big bird, um, like, alarm clock. It's a, it's actually pretty. It the set design of the the uh, the killer's house 
is really silly. Like, the mom, for some reason, has uh, uh, an inflatable pair of breasts, you know, like a, like a sex toy novelty, just, like, laying around in a room. And you just think... It's one of those things where, like, oh, you can watch this movie for the first time and be disturbed. That's cool. But the second time you watch the movie, you... You kind of have no choice but to kind of laugh at, like, all the stuff that you notice in the background. Because it's so ridiculous. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was filmed in Sussex County, New Jersey. Which I think is pretty funny because, um, most things I really enjoy come from New Jersey. The Misfits are from Lodi, New Jersey. Um... Uh, Kevin Smith, one of my favorite directors, who will be coming to coming back next episode. I'll be doing a bit of a roundabout with that. Um, yeah, Kevin Smith came from New Jersey. I came from New Jersey, and there's a bit of a trend here, you know. So, so Friday the Thirteenth filmed in New Jersey. It's 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 a terrible place. I don't like New Jersey. But I like some of the things that come out of there. It's pretty. It's it's very nice. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Is that? It's, it's a nice place. It's it's um no the the I I will if I can give New Jersey something. Is that um the woods can be very like beautiful. They're very nice. Um, I've gone hiking a couple times. Uh, but what's also interesting is that they're, uh, they filmed this. Oh, excuse me. They filmed this in the Pine Barrens. Or, well, they, they set it in the Pine Barrens. They didn't uh, film it, like I said before. Um, uh, they, they based it off the, the Pine Barrens because... Um, fun little fact, um, there are, like, weird, like, colonies, like, like, little, like, just not, I don't want to say colonies, but there's, like, micro little communities slash just, like, families that live in houses in the Pine Barrens, like, cabins and stuff, and, I mean... When you think of the North, you don't think of, you know, hillbillies, you know. You don't think of, 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 of rednecks and stuff like that. You don't. You know, you think of the hustle and bustle of the city. You think of industrial, you know, areas. You, you think of that, you know. Um, but in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey are these little de facto groups of people um, that are these weird, like, inbred families. Like, there's, like, legit hillbilly weirdos in the Pine Barrens that, like, live off the land. You know, no, no electricity, no, like, television, no cell phones. Uh, and they just go about their business. Um, and, um... You know, people have gone missing in the Pine Barrens, and nobody knows, like, what happens to people in the Pine Barrens. 
Um, it's actually a really scary place and the you know breeding ground for a lot of like local legends. Uh, one especially being the Jersey Devil, which I think most people know about. They named a sports team after it, um, the, the, the Jersey Devils hockey team. Uh, and it's, um, it's a very dangerous place and a very, you know, e it's easy to get lost there. Um, yeah, I don't, I've never been in the Pine Barrens. I've heard, you know, just, you know, various, you know, rumors and stories that come from it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, if you ever go to New Jersey... I recommend driving by the Pine Barrens. Never drive in. No, don't go into it. You know, avoid it. Because you might run into someone that, that, you know, will be like, well, you're one foot on my property. I'm going to shoot you now. And I'm not going to report it to the police because I don't have to. You know, they'll just like leave your body to rot. Um, which has happened, actually. Um, because these people, they have their own kind of like, you know, their own kind of, you know, rules and stuff. And, they, you know, legally, you know, in some places, oh, uh, you're on my property. You're, you're, you're trespassing. Bang. You're dead. Um, yeah, they, they do that all the time. Uh, it's, it's really scary, actually. So uh, don't go to the Pine Barrens because uh, you'll probably end up being in an actual horror movie. You'll probably end up being in, in an actual case of, uh, of uh, uh, Mother's Day, <laughs> or uh, that one movie, Wrong Turn. Uh, in fact, actually, things kind of oh, you know, never mind. Spoilers, never mind. Not going to talk about a certain movie. Anyway, um, so yeah, it, it it's kind of inspired by you know the 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 stories and and the uh, the lives of some of the people who live in the Pine Barrens. So like these characters that uh, are are. Uh, that are our leads, you know. Uh, you have the the three lead women, um, yeah, Abby, Jackie, and Trina. Uh, Abby being played by Nancy Hendrickson, uh, Jackie being played by Deborah Luce, Lus, L U C E. That's I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, and then uh, Trina being played by Tina Pierce. Uh, and then you have our 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 group of antagonists uh Ike uh Ike Adley and then uh Mother so uh you have uh, Ike being played by Fred Frederick uh Coffin oh uh Adley being played by Michael McCleary well that sounds familiar I gotta look that up and then Mother being played by Beatrice uh Pons which Beatrice Pons, fun story about her. Let me go into a little bit about that. She was a successful, like, you know, she, she did a, a few, a few like, you know, uh, famous movies. But she was mostly known for, like, television. And uh, she had a certain reputation. And she was starting to fade a little bit from the limelight. And I think she was realizing that because she was, she was up there in age. Like, she's old in this movie. So I think she wanted to, you know, go off and uh, do different kinds of roles, you know, expand her, her horizons. And um, 
she found out about this movie and she had seen a few of the other trauma movies and you know has heard like what a interesting filming environment it is and how kind of like free reign it is to be an actor so she uh she tried to be in it i believe the screen actors guild threatened uh to drop her uh her uh, her, uh, her place in the guild uh, what is, was it, did I say Screen Actors Guild? I thought it was Screen Writers Guild. No, uh, she, she was, um, she was in this, 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 like, type of union thing for actors. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But, uh, they threatened to, to, uh, uh, revoke her, her, uh, her, her membership of this union. Uh, and she had to, ba- she, she wanted the role so badly, um, that she came up with a fake name and she uh, uh she went by an alias when she uh uh when she played the character uh so i think that's pretty funny that she just you know she uh, she, she went for it but you know nobody knew what she was doing um so uh yeah no it's it's fun it's fun uh she she's great in this movie i i, I will say but um the interesting about this movie, uh, you know, I'll I'll go a little more into to my personal feelings about the movie, and, and I'll go into like you know, some of the reviews and such after another music break because my throat's getting a little a little dry and scratchy. So we'll be right back with Mother's Day. Black is over black, dark over night Come to me, my bleeding light See she come, she comes now Enter oblivion There she is, all of in light In my arms Yeah, she here in twelve with love Oh, please she
back to the horror business podcast with your host the catholic and we are back again to talk about mother's day and this movie um it's got some uh oh how do do i approach this this is i think just as difficult to talk about as the the movie i talked about earlier in the year violation because of the the sheer shock of the movie it's it's disturbing and it knows it's it's disturbing um god yeah uh <laughs> uh it uh it uh it does a lot of i i guess you would say just like uh irresponsible kind of uh, um lowbrow scary stuff you know to to try to get a rise out of you and of course you know that being like you know uh the 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 rape aspect of this movie um now it's not as graphic um as you know uh, an ice bit on your grave would be but it is uh, surely uh, a horrible situation that uh, that they definitely they 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 recognize the awkwardness of it, um, but they uh, they really preference it with uh, with the characters. They I I think what makes this scene and this you know the the whole point of the movie so difficult to talk about is because 
you you can't really go into that scene without talking about like a little bit of the characters you know um the three best friends you know abby jackie and trina they're all friends from like college and they're all just like trying to go out and have a good time um jackie being you know the 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 character that that always gets the 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 short end of the stick when it comes to people you know she always gets pushed around and uh you know it's it's uh she's kind of uh almost a tragic character because you know she has like this group of friends that that they were the this duo of friends that want to like protect her at all costs and like you know they, they they always stand by her they they call themselves the rat pack and uh, they have like a fun little chant that they do and it it's just ultimately i think that's what makes the rape scene so difficult is the fact that you know it's these two friends that like like can hear the whole thing happening and they can't do anything about it because they're all tied up and you know it, it's just this horrible sad sad scene and that's that's the hard part about it now what makes it even more difficult to talk about is the characters of um of uh, ike and adley and mother because they're these extremely extremely silly people they're extremely silly characters that you can't you just can't take them seriously at all um i believe it's ike specifically is this the giant of a character who like uh, his eye drifts one way he has like a dead eye and he has just like these like giant like obviously false rotten teeth that like the, he can't even close his mouth properly and he can't even say some of his lines correctly because they're just so like in the way um and it's just they even their character design like the things that they wear in the movie is just like it, it, you, you you just you, you look at it and you're just like one of them wears like this like paper bag over his head the other or it's like a burlap sack thing and then the other one wears like this aviator like leather helmet thing and they just they just look dumb and the the mother specifically who's like orchestrating them during this this horrible scene um she she's just this old lady with a neck brace she wears a neck brace <laughs> you you don't know why she has a neck brace on you don't know anything about it you don't even know much about her you just know that she's a sick depraved individual um but you know the the way that you know the the characters played she she acts like this this rough and tough soccer mom who's trying to teach her kids to you know play sports or something but their sport is is murder (laughs) um yeah, it's 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 a rough one. But uh excuse me. Uh but I, I, I will say for for that one rough scene that's kind of you know, just inexcusable. That's just pure shock and, and 
know, some could say, oh, it's disrespectful and yada, yada, you know. That's valid. That's completely and utterly valid. Uh, it's hard to ever justify certain rape scenes in movies. Um, you know, a movie like An I Spit on Your Grave, I think, has a justification. Um, but uh, movies like Violation have a good justification, but, you know, there, there's just certain things where it's like, you know, you, 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 you did this for, uh, yeah, now I, I I think I gladly I can say they didn't do it for entertainment. You know, you're, you're supposed to be uncomfortably like kind of confused by it. But I, I I guess I don't like it for that since it's solely just used as like this. You know, oh be shocked, oh be be terrified. Ah, they, they, I I think it was on the verge of having no finesse. I think. The movie was cheesy enough to have slight little finesse enough to, to get by it, but it, it it's it's rough. And I think I've talked about it enough to keep on going because um, it being a trauma movie, this movie definitely brings it with uh, the gore. This movie has a lot of just, like, blood. I will say one of the most intense scenes of the movie that had me, like... More than the, the Saw movies had me kind of like recoil and like receding into myself was uh, the scene where uh, Trina is uh, lowering, uh, what, what was the other kid? Um, Abby. Well, was it that kid? Was Abby lowering Trina? Okay, my bad. It was um, when um, Abby was lowering Trina. Uh, uh, down like with a, a sleeping bag to uh, from like the second floor of the house to uh, to the bottom to escape uh, she's kind of like lowering her like you know, uh, 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 Trina's like in the sleeping bag and she's lowering her like they, they tie the sleeping bag with like a rope like a small like rope that they're able to you know just go down but the rope is like tied around uh, um Abby's hand so she's lowering her down and it's you know it's it's a little like difficult for her but then the two antagonists they're like play fighting with each other you know because they just had this it was basically it was a rocky style montage of of the mom training them to to kill more people and it's you, you gotta watch it to believe it because it's it, it got weird um anyway uh so yeah, they uh, she has to like stop lowering uh, uh Trina down, and she has to kind of pull her back up, but it's 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 like the classic like, rope burn, and it starts to cut through her hand, and it's like it's an extremely low budget movie, but for some reason they pull it off. It is terrifying. It is really terrifying and um since it is a rape revenge movie uh you definitely get the revenge now the scene isn't you know all that long it's not till like the last 10 minutes of the movie and the movie is like an hour and 30 something minutes long um so yeah you get this like um 
uh, this crescendo of ridiculous, you know, gore. The blood is like candy apple red. It's pretty cute. Um, just, it, it, it's a lot of blood. It's a lot of blood. And uh, there, there's a pretty, pretty interesting kill involving Drano. That is like, when you think about it, that's got to be the most terrifying way to die. But, but, uh, person definitely deserved it. It was one of the bad people that, you know, they shoved Drano down uh, his gullet. And it's like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fun one. It's a, uh, well, I shouldn't say fun. It's an interesting movie that I do recommend watching. And honestly, um, watch it. If you're watching for the first time, watch it on Shudder. Watch the, uh, the Joe Bob Briggs, uh, release of it because, um, it is nice when you have like this long movie because the movie I'll say it isn't a long movie, but it feels really long. Like the action doesn't really start in the movie until like 30 minutes. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't start to like 30 minutes. Uh, that's just cause they, they want you to have this feeling of like, you know, I'm, Oh, come on, man. Like, well, when are you going to get to the crazy violence? Oh, this is, this is, ah, oh, it's, it's taking so long. Cause it wants you to build up the characters to like them. And, they, they they want to wait till your your anticipation is is worn thin, and you're kind of tired of it, and you almost want to shut the movie off, and then things start picking up, and then things don't let go until the very end. Um, and even when the movie ends, you're kind of left being like, "Well, that's it, oh, god damn." Uh, so yeah, it was uh so. Mother's Day, it's an interesting one. It uh, it did uh, receive uh, a sequel. Uh, not a se- It received a remake, I think, in 2012. Um, they played it less for laughs in the remake. Um, I believe Charles Kaufman or Lloyd Kaufman was a producer on it. Um, they were they approved of it. They thought, okay, hey, this is pretty cool. Um, because the 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 filmmaker was a little more like. He took what was scary about Mother's Day and rolled with that instead of making it kind of silly and hokey and funny um, and disturbing. Uh, he kind of just left it to di- being a little more on the disturbing side. And uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's just what I've heard a bit. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see how it is. I, I hear... Uh, what's his name? Iceman from the X-Men movies are in it. And uh, I think he also played Lamplighter in the boys and if you haven't seen the show the boys that one's not for everybody but that's a good show i really like it but it's very much not for everyone that's that's a that's a that's a if i could curse on on this hawk radio thing oh boy would i i would say the f word because it's 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 flipping it's a dark show about superheroes um yeah anywho uh that was that was uh I hear from you know all accounts a decent remake uh to talk a little bit about uh reviews of this movie uh da, 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 uh where'd it go oh god dang it okay so um so from what I can find uh it does have a 
5.4 out of 10 from IMDb and a 42% from Rotten Tomatoes. Now, is that the critic score from Rotten Tomatoes? Let's wait as this... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh, wow. I'm slightly surprised. So it's a 42% from critics. And audiences gave it a, 39, a 38%. Now, I'm wondering, what kind of people are watching this movie? Mm. And uh, reviewing it. Because uh, the critics, uh, 12 critics reviewed this movie to get it a 42. But uh, 2,500... Uh, well, over 2,500 people have rated this movie to get it um, a 38. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, just a lot of people just really just aren't impressed with it or they just like, they think it's just tasteless, that kind of thing. Okay, so, I mean, I guess that's understandable. I mean, the movie is, is quite bad. The movie, like, even the camera work, it, like... The camera goes out of focus so many times in this movie. Like, so many things are not in focus. It's 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 really bad. Uh, from a technical standpoint, you know. Even from a script standpoint in certain aspects. There are, there are certain parts of the script that are very, like, underrated. And I think, you know, I think th- this is the kind of movie where it's like, yeah, sure, definitely this one could do with a, with a remake that could possibly be better. Um... You know, just remake bad movies. Let's not remake good movies. Let's remake bad ones. Uh, Roger Ebert. Let, let's uh, let, let's see because uh, you know Roger Ebert being you know of course the, the famous uh, film critic from the Chicago Sun Times. You know, uh, I always thought he was a hack. I, I I hate Roger Ebert. Like the guy couldn't tell a good movie from a, a piece of dog turd. Um, yeah, no, he sucked. Uh. Probably a nice guy in real life. He's passed away, you know. Uh, but but as a film critic, yeah, no, uh, uh, no talent. Um, what do you say? Uh, the question, of course, of why anyone, uh, why anybody of any age would possibly want to see this film remains without an answer. Uh, so yeah, he gave this a zero out of four. Uh, like two thumbs down, I think is is his time is his thing. Uh yeah, he he was. I I think I heard somewhere that uh I think it was on the Joe Bob Briggs thing, was uh he put this on a list of uh, uh you know worst movies ever made or like uh, movies that you know to never watch and all that stuff. Uh, and Mother's Day was banned from I believe the UK up until twenty. I think they said it was like 2015 or 2013, which I think is bonkers. And I'm sure Aero Video, the, the UK company, is... I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a 4K transfer of this. If not Aero Video, it should definitely be Synapse Films or Vinegar Syndrome or uh, Shout Factory. You know, somebody better like give this movie uh, a proper Blu-ray release, unless it already has one. I'm gonna have to look that up. But um, yeah, no, uh, it's it's a fine one. It's it's um, it's definitely not a movie to watch with your mother on Mother's Day. 
unless you have a really fun cool mom i guess that uh that that really likes horror movies um yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um that's that's all that's all i really have to say about it uh i don't i didn't have enough time to you know look through um like the streaming services to see like what's up what's what's something fun to watch there's not too much coming out um to to really note about uh, i did see mortal kombat that movie was pretty cool it had its oh, it had its issues like uh, uh i'm not going to dog too much on it because uh i don't i believe in the excuse that you know this was a first time action director probably didn't know too much of what he was doing so i think it's okay um the gore i wish there was a lot more blood i wish there was more x-ray scenes this movie should have been way closer to nc-17 the rated r i think they played it a little too safe uh i hated the joel young character or cole young character it's just generic boring character they they really they should have just gone with Johnny Cage. I wish they had just left it with introducing the core characters that matter and not bog it down with some original character with um you know with being the family man type of you know uh, uh, prey on your sympathies type of thing. This is Mortal Kombat. We don't need a wholesome story. We need guts, gore, blood horrific violence and we did get that the the fatality by um by kung lao which this kung lao i love kung lao that's my favorite character playing mortal kombat but this kung lao in this in this movie ooh ooh his fatality is mwah, a chef's kiss a, a very good very good kill um yeah that was awesome um it was a, a flawless victory. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I would say uh, go check that out. And uh, this has nothing to do with horror, but uh, popping up on Disney Plus, I believe today, is uh, The Bad Batch, which is a spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, go check that out. I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars a lot. I, don't, I even like the bad ones, except for Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is a crime against humanity. And I wish it never existed. But but I like the rest of the Star Wars movies. I really do. I, do, I don't think they're as bad as people say. Um, the only one that I will say is is I, I really don't like... Uh, I really don't like Rogue One. I, I think that one's a little... A little overrated. Uh, which, is, which is a very unpopular opinion. And I understand that. And that's okay. Um... So, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got to say for this one. I got to continue off, record a few more episodes. and Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, um, you know, that's okay, too. But please be safe and, uh, you know, wear your masks. Uh, you know, if you don't know by now, you're always loved. And, uh, you know, always reach out to somebody, always find help. And uh, thank you so much for listening and please stay spooky.